0: Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. To get the best readings of our podcast in heirloom quality hardcover or digital ebook, please visit inspirationallifelessons.com. Act now and you can buy the ebook Evergreen 50 Inspirational Life Lessons. Get the ebook Everest 50 Motivational Life Lessons for free. Learn more at inspirationallifelessons.com today's reading has been edited and adapted from personal efficiency by james samuel knox published in 1920. very few people have ever been taught how to talk well how to express themselves effectively Yet every person would greatly profit by a good course of instruction in public speaking. For as Albert Hubbard once said, truth badly spoken dies and dries and blows away, while a lie well launched sometimes lives for ages. How true that is. It certainly took the world a long time to believe in the truth of democracy and human rights and to recognize the falsehoods of tyranny and autocracy. According to William Jennings Bryan, the greatest compliment any speaker can pay to the subject they are discussing is to tell the truth about it and tell it effectively. In other words, to know the truth is a great asset in itself, but to be able to tell it with skill and power is to greatly add to one's influence in a community. Ralph Waldo Emerson, who knew a thing or two about public speaking, said that the work of eloquence is to change the opinions of a lifetime in 20 minutes. A thorough knowledge of one subject is the beginning of such eloquence. For the great public speaker is the one who inwardly digests facts, and whose speech therefore becomes a living product. Whereas as Socrates said, every person can speak eloquently on that which they clearly understand. While Benjamin Disraeli added, eloquence is logic on fire. Another way to express the same idea would be to say that eloquence is facts on fire because logic is based upon facts. I once knew a talented speaker who said he never wrote but one speech in his life, and that one he threw away. But he said he never spoke on any subject until he was thoroughly familiar with it. It is important to develop your ability to talk well in private conversation and in business, as well as in public. the one who learns to talk well in private conversation can also talk well in public when they have had the necessary practice. The good talker is someone who can speak easily, fluently, correctly, pleasingly, and convincingly in daily life. Every professional is ambitious to make a success in life. reach a high position. The attainment of that ambition will depend very largely upon what you say and how you say it, upon your ability to think clearly and talk effectively. A good speaker always has an advantage. Their friends envy and admire them. The ability to talk well often enables them to succeed where they would otherwise fail. It enables them to make friends and to please people. They make influential friends that they would not otherwise make. They find a welcome in every gathering and often are called upon to speak in public. They are naturally looked upon as a leader because they place themselves in a position of leadership wherever they are. Every community honors its speakers And the world honors, and always will honor, such great orators as Cicero, Gladstone, Wendell Phillips, and Daniel Webster. The ordinary professional is often at a loss to know how to go about the preparation of even a 10 or 15 minute speech. However, I have worked out a method of my own, which has proven to be very simple and very effective. First, get the facts and think them over. Then make a simple outline on a piece of paper. If you have ten points and wish to talk one minute on each point, put down a series of numbers from one to ten. The first idea that comes to your mind place after number one. The second idea after number two. And so on to the end then study your outline very carefully in relation to the facts. You are very likely to find that statement number one is not the logical opening statement, so make a new outline and an entirely new arrangement of your facts. Your final outline will thus be a logical arrangement of the points you wish to make, while your preliminary outline paid no attention to logical arrangement the person who follows this simple method will find themselves well along the road to success as a speaker. When I first began to do public speaking, I carried my outline with me for fear of forgetting it. But practice soon enabled me to remember the outline without any difficulty. Now I find it entirely unnecessary to ever use an outline in speaking. If I am obliged to prepare a talk in a hurry, I often make a mental outline and find no difficulty in following it. Without considering the personality or character of the speaker, there are three basic factors to be considered in the preparation and delivery of an address. They are as follows. Number 1. Fact knowing what you are talking about. Number two, sincerity, conviction as to the truth of your facts. Number three, art, the ability to talk effectively and convincingly. Very few great public speakers write out their addresses and commit them to memory. They think them out and give them according to outline. They do so because a written address is always stilted. A writer will write things that they would not say. They will write things in a way that they wouldn't say out loud. Therefore, such an address is usually stiff and formal. For example, the Gettysburg Address delivered by U.S. Senator Edward Everett was rigid and formal in contrast to the informal address of Abraham Lincoln, which was outlined on an envelope and given extemporaneously. The address of Everett has now been forgotten, while the address of Lincoln will live as long as the United States shall endure. Everett's address is forgotten because it was cold and scholarly, Lincolns is remembered because it was delivered from his heart to the heart of humanity. William Jennings Bryan used to prepare a careful outline with subheadings if necessary. Then he would think out his address. After a speaker carefully thinks out their address, they can usually deliver it word for word in the same way if they so desire. However, such an address is always given from the heart, and as a rule is not given twice in exactly the same language. A good lecture is usually a growth process. A person prepares a 20-minute talk, then keeps adding to it and improving it until finally they have a full-fledged lecture. I would like to wrap up by offering the following analysis on the subject of public speaking, by James W. Bashford, who was a prominent preacher, college president, and bishop for 40 years. Eloquence in its literal meaning is the speaking out of that which is within you. This definition expresses simply the impulse to speak which characterizes the speaker, It does not state the aim of the person's speech. Herbert Spencer goes a step further, and defines rhetoric as the art of mental transportation. Thus he recognizes the hearer to whom the truth is to be conveyed, as well as the speaker who utters their convictions. But Spencer's definition does not recognize the end of eloquence. The order is indeed a carrier of the truth, but they are engaged in something more than a mental postal service. They are not content simply to convey their thoughts to another mind and leave them at its door. They aim rather to make their purposes enter into and become a part of the persons to whom they speak. Eloquence, therefore, may be best defined as the art of spiritual reproduction. It is measured by the success of the speaker in making their thought, feeling, and will become manifest in other lives. The Inspirational Living Podcast is a production of The Living Hour get your own private feed to our podcast with full transcripts delivered right to your smartphone by becoming our patron today. It costs less than a cup of coffee a month and will ensure the production of our podcast for years to come. Visit livinghour.org slash patron. Thanks for listening. I look forward to talking with you next time.